Hey, this is Ryan O'Neill from the Danish and O'Neill podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 30 freaking five? Well, the best way to prevent that hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Now, you used to have to go to the doctor's office, but now you go to Keeps and you can visit a doctor online and you get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. And they make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and the awkward doctor visits. Also, they use the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. And maybe you tried them before, but you've never tried them at this price. Look, these treatments take four to six months to see results, so act fast. The sooner you start, the more hair you'll keep. Now, if you're ready to take these actions and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ATC and receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash A-T-C. I was Danish, I was O'Neill, so I can tell you how they both feel right now, right now, ranting, I've broken every wheel I've used I've used the ice machine too many times And I still have not seen Richie Gypsy Just might have you murder her own mother Motherfuckers, it's Danish and Oh, well, here we are. We're back again. Back oh, in yeah. town. Once again. Yeah. You just never know these, never know these days. Dude, have you been watching this fucking Epstein uh, documentary that came out? Or is Netflix? that on? Netflix. It's, uh, I mean, I knew it was bad. I just didn't know how fucking bad it was. It's crazy. This fucking guy's crazy. Unbelievable. What's it called? It's just called uh, Filthy Rich. Filthy bitch. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, filthy rich. Dude, this <laughs> motherfucker, he, I think he got like, he must have just been supplying Clinton and Trump and all these motherfuckers with chicks because he is above the motherfucking law. This guy is, How long had he been doing it? Oh, decades. Like decades. Like the first FBI reports from 96. Why even bother doing the reports? Uh, you mean the FBI? Yeah. Oh well, well, the FBI just wrote it down, but never investigated it. <laughs> they didn't. Like, they didn't go they back. They just want to have it, just in case he goes like rogue or does something. I think somebody, probably some lower level person, like wrote it down, and then their superiors like, "Oh yeah, dude, you, you can't fuck with Epstein." And the guy probably already put it in the database, but then just left it there. And then they didn't really like start a, going to like '06. It's like a, a meter maid. Well, he's like, well, I started writing it. I can't, uh, can't delete it out of the, the database. Yeah, ex- yeah. You know, you're like, dude, I'm here. I'll put a quarter. And he's like, it's already <laughs> done, man. Uh, they they also talk about. I didn't know this motherfucker was involved in a Ponzi scheme. That's where he started getting all his money originally. He's an all around class act. He's like, I, Bernie Madoff. I'm gonna one up him majorly. 
He's Bernie Madoff meets Sandusky. Yeah, it really is. It's like the ultimate hybrid. I guess he was working for some uh, investment place, and they said that this guy is like a fucking oh, math whiz, but he has, uh, he has questionable morals. And then this other company's like, perfect. A genius with loose morals. He'll be perfect for running our Ponzi scheme. And uh, he was. And then uh, another company was like, hey, we work in child trafficking. We like what you've been doing with your Ponzi scheme. Why don't you come over here? No, dude, that's when he started that on his own. I don't know how this guy had any time to work. I don't think he did. All day long involved him getting massages and raping women that were massaging him. Jesus. I mean, it was come across uh, McAfee. Uh, dude, this guy makes McAfee look like a fucking, uh, like minor, like a fucking, uh, community college basketball league. (laughs) This guy's like NBA. Unbelievable. Where did he live? Well, he did a lot of raping in, uh, around the Palm Beach high schools. That was like, there were so many high schools around there and he was just like recruiting like hundreds of fucking high school and middle school chicks. By himself, or do you have like oh, people doing a network? So, dude, he had like a fucking evil eye to sense out anybody that had uh, su- suffered like severe trauma. Like one of the girls, her fucking dad got out of prison, then married a new chick. She went to live with them, and the dad beat the shit out of the new mom's son with the mom. Uh, beat this kid to death in front of this girl. That's just one tragedy in her life. And so she was living on the street. A friend of hers recruits her to go to Epstein's house to give him a massage. It always starts out with a massage. About, like, two seconds into the massage, he turns over from his back to his stomach and just starts beating it and, like, groping chicks and then usually ends up raping them. And then he's like, hey, by the way, I'll pay you $200 for this raping. If you don't want to get raped again, get another girl to come in and I'll pay you $200 for recruitment fee. So he kind of Ponzi'd that. They literally kept calling it a Ponzi sex ring. Ugh. Well, does it? Does, I wonder if at the end the documentary like suggests where they, if he's alive, if he's not. I don't know. I'm only on uh, episode, or only made it through two episodes. There's four episodes, but dude, this guy, like, they had all of these charges against him, and it, it was so bad that the Palm Beach chief of police, the state dropped the case so dropped the ball in the case he actually ended up going over their head and going to the fbi because he was so outraged at the way this shit was being handled surprise no one ever just is like whatever i'm just gonna cash in and go after him myself like take him out like kill him yeah yeah the actually, only way you could do it i was literally saying that to abby i was like why i'm, I'm shocked that nobody and nobody killed this guy like, just on their own. I'm Either shocked. like a family member or somebody or just a, disc- a cop who's like, you know what? The only way this is going to work is if I do it myself. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the worst stuff took place on the island because he had a place in Paris, New York, uh, the Virgin Islands, and which, ironically, the Virgin Islands, and uh, in Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Florida. Is, didn't he own Fight Island, too? The UFC's Fight Island? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dana White, <laughs> I, I, guess, I just saw this today. So John Oliver said they should call it UFC and spelled it S-E-A for the C. 
Yeah. The next day, the UFC pat got that patent. Seriously? They stole his idea. He came Seriously? up with it. What? You're not going to give him anything? No money? Nothing? Dana White's like, oh, I actually like John Oliver. I think he's a funny guy, but I didn't agree what he what he was shitting on the UFC. But evidently, dude, I, I don't think they could, unless they were thinking about it, unless they can prove that they were actually thinking about doing that first. I mean, it's hard to prove, I think. You could, you know. I mean, unless you had email correspondence that were before what he can prove. Well, couldn't you just, if you had enough money, couldn't you just say, hey, like, doctor this up a little bit? I mean, emails are hard to prove that. They, I mean, if you if you yeah. subpoenaed your emails, but still, yeah, I would push back if I were him. It just see, I mean, and if you're John Oliver, you're like, I want my name, you know, like I want the credit. <laughs> he's like, like I want John Oliver's fight UFC. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great if you were a comic and you're like, I, I want the press for this. That'd be great. That'd be funny. Yeah, no, it would You're be like, great. Like, it would I want my name great. on it. Because <laughs> they're going to be selling merch, like you know. I mean, if they're patenting it, they're going to be going. They're going to be going for that. For that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, all these cards that they've put on the island thus far, I'm not that impressed with. I'm like, okay. Great. I heard uh, it's UFC SEMEN. UFC man. <laughs> it's going to be well. If you are, on, if you're on that UFC UFC at C card, you will be a UFC man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been delving more into live PD And it, what a crazy, crazy show People There's have been raving guys. about it for. It's been around for several years, hasn't it? There's a, yeah, it's been around a long time a, Another A&E uh, smash hit They rival TLC, but they've do, gone to the law enforcement They've gone law yeah. enforcement where TLC's gone freaks Dude, here's the, here's the weird thing is that uh, didn't, uh, I can't believe that cops got canceled it was like cops got canceled, and then immediately Live PD like swooped in to take all those people's, all those. I thought viewers. cops though went like to some weird network like CMT and then somewhere else, but I don't know. Did it? Could be wrong. I haven't heard anything about it. You would have thought you. It would, makes I don't sense though because Live PD is like the new. It like took the old. I think cops did need to be like revolutionized a little bit, and Live PD was like, we know how to spice this up. What's the so it, what's the take on it? So there's two shows. There's live PD, and then there's like one show that's only body cam footage called like PD Cam, I think. Okay. So live PD is there's like a host who's like probably 50 years old, maybe a little older. This guy wears the most skin tight shirts you've ever seen. He's like jacked, but it doesn't look like he should be jacked. It's really weird. He's like really thin, but he has big biceps. It's very odd to look he's at. Got, he always like wears skin tight shirts. He's like a Dr. Drew build where he's just all biceps. A little bit, yeah. Then there's a guy, a black guy, whose name is Tom Morris, which is great. He's like, Tom Uh, Morris, how do you feel about this? And he weighs in on it. (laughs) Then there's like the chief of police or some high-ranking guy who's involved with the Tulsa police force. And he's like this like silver fox, like jacked with tattoos. And he chimes in. And they're just watching live crimes they're like, all right, let's cut back into uh, Louisiana. So they, we we got a, a prostitute being questioned right now. As, they basically uh, do live commentary on, like, police. Yeah, and you're hearing footage. it from guys. I think the Tom Morris and the other guy. I think Tom Morris is probably retired, but they're like both. You know, they have like insider knowledge of like, here's why you do that. Here's why you saw. You know, he should have been in position there. Like, is it like blah, it's blah, like blah. UFC commentary if when they have more the or less? On. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but when like, they have real fighters. 
Yeah, and then the PD cam is hosted just by the uh, Tulsa guy. So I was watching that the other day. And it, is it like, only in everyone, Tulsa? All of them are just from Tulsa? No, no. He just happens to work there. But like, oh, it's but they're like, from all over like the six, country? Six different places, I think. I think it's Louisiana. Okay. Uh, then I don't know, a bunch of others. But And then the PD cam is they're just taking footage, I guess, that police forces give them. Oh. And it's, cr- it's all crazy. One, this woman... This woman cop goes up to a car and she's like, "Where's your license?" And the guy like mumbles something. And he's like, oh, I don't have a license, and it says like unintelligible and like the uh, on the screen. And then all of a sudden, you see a flash. A guy in the rear passenger shoots her, oh. and she's like, "I've been hit! I've been hit!" And she like runs off. She starts firing. Like the lady got shot in the face. That's the training, man. It's so she. She got shot in the face, and then, because they interviewed her later, she got shot in, like, the side of the boobie. She said her uh, vest somehow, even though it was made for her body, somehow it went under. It got her in Ugh. the boobie. She was a big, she bigger have, lady. she have fake tits? No, but uh, <laughs> like, it went in her be, body. There would be saline solution all over the place. So this lady, the bullet went through and through on her cheek. Ooh. And then she she not only fires back at him, she got in her car and gets in a chase with these guys while she's like, gushing blood it's the power they, like, of adrenaline are, they're going like crazy speeds and then all of a sudden they slow down and get off the highway and put their blinker on and she's like i felt like they were baiting me and they went into this like apartment complex and she like a, another backup car and she's like comes up she's like we gotta get out of here i think this is a trap and like she's like they all i think they all have guns and uh they took off they, the guys eventually got arrested she's like i realized then i couldn't feel my legs like touching the pedal so that was, it was about time to get out of the car jesus christ then this other guy was this little like he was a small guy the cop and i think he made the mistake of getting too close to this dude uh that he pulled over and the guy he pulled over was like at least six inches taller than him and the guy just starts swinging on the cop and the cops just getting whipped and he like can't handle it at all and he's just yelling like Dude, how scary would that guy be? Just, You're by yourself and some dude's on top of you? Because nobody's fucking coming in to stop anything. This guy is just, it, it was grotesque to watch. The guy is elbowing the back of his head over and over and over again Oof. on the ground. Then he tries to get him in a rear naked. Then he starts grabbing his gun, and he's like, don't do it. And the gun goes off in the, in the scuffle. Some lady comes out of nowhere. I don't know if she, she drove by, and she's like, stop it. I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> and in the middle of like this guy, like you're like, this guy could kill him. In the middle of all this, the guy, the criminal is just like, I, I fucked up, man. I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, like he wanted to take it back. And it's like, what the fuck? Jesus Crazy. Christ. And then another last one, I'll t- this 10 year old leads a cop, leads cop. He's driving on the highway, high speed chase for 50 miles. This kid's <laughs> driving a car. He had been, he, they found out he, had, he did this like a week earlier that when they caught him doing that, he's like, well, I was bored. <laughs> you know how bad oh. they must want to fucking kill this kid? So the kid's going off-road because they block him off. Like they, he, they, he like veers off the side of the highway, going like up and down these dips in like a sedan. <laughs> and they finally like, they're like, pit him, but do it real gently. Like, don't hurt him. And so they like barely hit him and he stops. And the kid said uh, he was getting back at his mom who took away his PlayStation. Oh, see, that'll <laughs> teach you, parents. Dude, there was, was a five-year-old like, kid who wanted uh, he wanted his mom to drive him to Lamber- or drive him to L.A. so he could buy a Lamborghini. Five <laughs> years old. Mom said no. Well, 
left the sister there to like babysit him while parents went to work. Five years old, gets the car keys, steals the car, is on the highway. How could he even he reach gets, the pedals? Yeah, that's what. The, that's why he got pulled over. He could barely. He the cop had to put it in drive because the kid could barely see over the dash and mess with the pedals. And he said he was there to. Uh, Drive, he's trying to drive from Salt Lake City to L.A. to buy a Lamborghini. He had like five, I think we talked five about that. We, we talked about that a while back. Man, yeah, you know, something, guess what? Something like that. He got rewarded. Some guy in that area who had a Lamborghini, a Lamborghini. No, has a Lamborghini. Shows up at his house to give him a ride. Talk about rewarding shitty behavior. Jesus the kid's Christ! Like, the kids like, hey, can you go buy me something at that convenience store? And he steals the guy's car. Yeah, dude. I mean, talk about so. So the kid won. He didn't get I to heard, buy a Lamborghini, I, but his a guy came over and gave him a ride in one. I heard the guy who stopped by talk a little bit like this. Hey, I'm just filming Triple D. I happen to be in the area. <laughs> You're in luck. Hop in, Hunter. I read hey, about Ryder. this young five-year-old, and this guy wanted a Lamborghini. And guess what? He's getting the next best thing, a Guy Fieri Lamborghini ride. Here, sit on Guy's lap. It's not anything sexual. It's just for fun. I'll tell you what. Good to see you, partner. Why don't you give Uncle Guy a kiss on the lips? <laughs> Imagine you found out he was some sort of uh, fucking better ass like Epstein, where he's just like, "Hey, welcome to Triple D, dicks, more dicks, and triple dicks." Uh, BuzzFeed would be d- devastated. They wrote an article recently where, like, Guy Fieri's the only good person in the cooking world left. I was like, it's a bit of an odd take. Like, I read that. There's not one other person who's, like, been on the straight Dude, and narrow. Get every, here. Everybody is so fucking... Uh, the writing and articles these days are so weak because there's so many people at home that are their news supply is complete garbage. Like, everything I read is, like... Can you believe what Khloe Kardashian did to her face? And I'm like, what am I doing here? I stopped reading the news. I was like, I got to tap out. No, there's just nothing going on. It's just, uh, yeah, it's really gotten really gotten thin out there. <laughs> Real thin. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> it's like, we start writing about, like, is Guy Fieri the best celebrity chef left? That's when it's like, it seems like public opinion has gone so far to the other side of like, now he's like a saint. It's like, what? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Like he went from like, we all hate him to like, no, this guy is a God. And it's like, wait, he is? Dude, our celebrity yeah. obsession, even in that Epstein, uh, one of the, like the Palm Beach police hired a private investigator to follow him when he got out of jail, when he was still on probation to see if he violated his probation. Dude, they had like 67 counts of him violating his probation. They sent his probation officer, and they go, what do you want me to do about it? He's a celebrity. And I was like, "That really? That's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. We're like, because he's he a high can, profile? He, he was considered a celebrity. Just why? Because he was just a well-known person? Billionaire. Hung out with Kevin Spacey and fucking Harvey Weinstein. I don't know, because, he, yeah, he was like a high-profile client. Or uh, not client, but high-profile inmate. What the fuck? He's a billion. I guess if you're a billionaire nowadays, you're automatically a celebrity. Very bizarre. Very That's strange. Cool. Yeah. So. The kids, uh, kids across the street from me. I don't. I, I, I don't know if I feel bad for them or I'm like, what do you? It's a little of both. And what are you doing? They are making the world's shittiest treehouse uh, on a tree that's like eight feet tall. Wait, in <laughs> the, can support like 
in the is it in their yard or is it on the street? It's like in it's an apartment building, so it's like not technically, you know, like it kind of is. Dude, if I like saw some kids pr- building a fucking uh, treehouse in the tree in my courtyard, I'd be like, "Hey, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing?" Like this tree, I'm ta- like this tree would support no weight of like any child. I don't care like how old they are. It's like it, it's like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree of tree houses. It, it, it like they were they put a they put rope and then like a piece of cardboard down. I was literally just gonna say, are they using wood or are they using cardboard? That was cardboard. I was like, I feel like this is like a Stockton. Treehouse, dude. It might be a Stockton playground, like a, the city <laughs> playground, dude. Uh, you know what would be hilarious to watch them play on it and then see them just like fall through the floor. <laughs> so then, once I walk this, because it's like I don't, I, I don't know if they're related or they just all live in this building. But there's like a, I don't know, like a ten year old kid and then some younger girls. Um, the ten year old kid was. He had like a piece of what looked to be like a cinder block, and he was just, just like using it as a hammer, trying to get this branch down. He was just nailing it, and he came so close to hitting himself in the face oh. with the piece of that thing. I was like, and there was like an adult who was just sitting there on their phone, like twenty feet away. I guess he was supposed to be watching him. Dude, what uh, is this uh, fucking third world country? This is what they're using. Like, why can't you get the kid a fucking uh, axe or something, or a regular oh, hammer? Wow. This guy's picking any, up I don't utensils think anyone wants like this an kid animal. Using, I don't think anyone wants this kid using tools. Dude, I mean, they're using cardboard for swings. This isn't like safety first out there. I know, but this guy's like a fucking primate out there, like figuring out how to use things he finds on the ground as as utensils. What if he becomes, I, I, I read about a profile about this guy like 30 years from now. He's like the, uh, the best architect in the world. And he's like, I started with cardboard swings and cinder block hammers. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. The best <laughs> carpenter or architect in the world probably would be smart enough to not use cardboard and ropes and fucking. Dude, you could go out and scrounge around the neighborhood and find some <laughs> wood. You could also just ask your parents for a hammer. You know what a hammer costs? <laughs> Nothing. Get some fucking nails. Like this guy's not gonna be some fucking world-renowned architect because he what, using what shit he finds in the backyard. This kid's lazy as fuck. But even if you had that equipment, there's I'm telling you, the tree's so small. There's nothing to build. Also, a reason why he's not gonna be a world-renowned architect. He clearly has no concept of what you could build on. Like he's not a tall person, and the tree's like. Not that much taller than oh. him. <laughs> I don't even so know. Take a picture of it. By, it, send it, it to just, me. It looks like a bunch of trash in the tree. It's unbelievable. It's like a shitty, like one wrong ladder he either made or found somewhere connected to it. It, it really is something to behold. It's like, it, it's crazy. To, you're like, what is going on here? Dude, you got to get a picture and send it to me. I'll because, do it tomorrow. Dude, you're talking about, this is like, uh, this is like urban treehouse building. Like we were building treehouses <laughs> since we were little kids out at the motel. We love building treehouses, but we would scrounge up wood and we would use nails. We use a hammer. We would just use a fucking burlap sack we found laying on the ground and connect it with some wire. And uh, this is an indication of some of the tenants in my neighborhood. There's like one area where people just leave like bed frames and shit and like all sorts of bullshit. 
from their apartments, and I saw the kid down there like trying to find scrap material. Yeah, dude, I actually that you could find if he just ripped that box spring up, you could definitely build something out of that. I don't know if he's uh, if he's got what it takes to figure that out, but it's uh, it's been interesting to watch this guy work, <laughs> dude. Why? How is he fat? He's just using the brick to cut down stuff. He was the tree. Like what's crazy is the branch didn't. I mean, I guess because he's small. Like it looks like I could have just ripped it off, like with my hands. But he just was trying. He had it bent down, and so he was just trying to break it. How old is he? It just wasn't. Probably ten, but he's like pretty scrawny. Yeah, dude, that's too old to be be using. (laughs) I know. I was like, what's this guy doing? That's the problem. (laughs) He's a city kid. Dude, yeah, I don't, you don't see a lot of uh, L.A. city treehouses, and it's probably for a good reason. He ought to go on YouTube because there's these guys, and they, mu- they live in, like, the forest. They must be part of some tribe. But they have a YouTube channel where they use nothing but their hands and, like, bark. They build, like, underground apartments with pools. It's unbelievable. Un- what? Bu- Dude, you got to watch it. it. So they'll, like, time-lapse these guys building it. it. may take them, like, a day or two. These guys build into the ground. They'll build a spiral staircase. They'll inlay it with clay, and they'll make, like, fucking pots. They'll uh, reroute a stream to fill up a pool. It'll be, like, a sleeping area. They've, they've made all kinds of crazy shit. It's unbelievable. Where is it? In, like, the rainforest somewhere. It's, it seems like uh, it might be in South America. Like- I was guessing you were going to be like, oh, it's St. Louis. You've never no, heard of this? No, <laughs> no but it, the it is. No, train stations. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what it is. All you have to type in is like uh, natives b- build like uh, underground swimming pool, and you'll see. I heard, Ari Sh- I heard Ari Shafir's going to live there. Well, I'm uh, going off uh, on a uh, spiritual journey where I'm going to, uh, by hand, build a uh, mansion underground. <laughs> They'd end up killing him. He'd be like, oh, you guys did kind of a shitty job on this wall. Can you come in and patch it, please? No, he'd be in there. They'd be working their ass off, and he'd be like, uh, can you look over here? When they turn around, it's his asshole in their face. <laughs> They're like, okay, spread. we're going we're gonna to kill you. Like, we don't need you here at yeah. all. <laughs> Dude, they could easily kill him and then build, like, something and shove him in there and then just fill it in, and you would never know. The uh, And then at that park I talked about last week where there was a, a makeshift rap video being shot, uh, people are like just all sorts of weirdos are, are gathering there doing all sorts of random stuff. I see this one guy. He's using the uh, the, the preacher curl bar. That's the one that's bent. So okay. he, he's, he's standing in front of his car on the sidewalk grass. He's got that bar down. With weights on both sides. This guy, not in good shape at all. Very overweight. He's got Dice, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, oversized shorts that go down to, like, the shins. He's wearing uh, slider sandals with socks. I was like, what the fuck? This guy drove his weight to the park. Like, why couldn't he do this in his living room? What's the difference? There's no difference. Except I guess he's getting outside. Just to stand there and fucking do curls? Like, what the fuck is happening? Guy just it's uh, bizarre. Maybe he's got OCD and he's like has to carry his weights around because when it, some sort of uh, intrusive thought gets in there, he has to go out and just start lifting. <laughs> I was like, I was like, maybe this guy did time and he just feels better outside in the yard. I couldn't. I was like, I can't wrap my head around this. Dude, this, I asked uh, him if I could do some sets. I was like, I get in here real quick. 
he'd probably be like, fuck no. Dude, I saw a lady today. She fucking, I saw her use the ATM, then open the door of the bank, even without all this shit going on. And then I saw her walk outside. I was waiting in the car because Abby was inside. And uh, she walks out, immediately puts her hands in her mouth, starts chewing all the fingers. <laughs> I was like, you're out. It was the hand she was using, too, to touch everything, touch the button. Ugh. I don't care if this fucking COVID shit's going on or not. That's what, Either way, it's fucking disgusting. I go, this is why people get sick and fucking die. This is why they have to yeah. put billboards up that say, wash your hands. Because of fucking animals like that, I almost threw up. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. Dude, I almost got... Eats, oh, what's that? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I, I almost eats her own shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I almost got sprayed by a fucking skunk the other night. Oh, man. Right out of the corner of my eye, I see this thing. Boom. Tail up. I hear him making a sound. This motherfucker is against a wall, and this guy, I think if I would have taken another step, he would have shot me hard. Like, this thing was oh. ready to go. I didn't even see him. I think he thought that I was coming after him, but I wasn't. I was just trying to walk by. I was like within been, five feet. Oh. That would have been a bad recovery. I backed. I just walked backwards, and then he lowered his tail and kept walking. I was like, oh, fuck. I LA dodged a real city bullet. skunks. Pretty much any animal you see in L.A. are uh, just like dirty and nasty looking. Yeah, man. It's a filthy fucking town. Like, yeah, the skunks. You're like, ugh, these things look gross. Dude, I got to ask you what... I watched Predator 2 the other night, which uh, is actually a decent Predator. But what, is, what was the obsession in the early 90s of Jamaican gangs with, and voodoo? Seagal did a movie about it. There was Predator 2. And I think there was at least two other movies I could think of that had some sort of fucking voodoo shit. Yeah, I don't Jamaican know. I don't voodoo. Recall. I don't recall Jamaican voodoo gangs being big at that time period, but I, yeah, I don't know. It, there was a period where that was like a thing. I don't know movies. if it did. It come from like uh, was were there news reports of Jamaican gangs taking over the streets? Yeah, I don't know. Or just like was that just a Hollywood thing that like everyone was like, this is the hot new item you need to put in your script? Oh, you know maybe because so Predator Two came out in nineteen ninety. But it was supposed to take place in 1997 in the movie. So maybe they're like, it's seven years. This is what the future is going to look like. Nothing but Jamaican voodoo gangs doing it's crazy very, rituals. It's a specific uh, future. I don't know I if think, I knew. I think I knew there was a Predator 2. I knew nothing. I know nothing about it. Oh, I actually liked it. Is, who's the star of it? Is it Arnie? Dude, a man named Danny Glover, my friend. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, I, yeah, yeah, that, that, I remember that now. They don't do him any favors by dressing him the way he does because uh, he looks like an old man with his baggy khakis and his shirt. But when he takes his shirt off, the dude was shredded, jacked, shredded. That it was him? Yeah, it was Danny Glover. Dude, he was only in Predator 2 in 1990. He was only 44 years old. He's like two I don't years remember older him, than though. me. I don't remember him being jacked at all, ever. Not Dude, that I know, ever saw. He was only uh, in least in the first Lethal Weapon. He was only like forty-one. I wonder how much of the script does Big Earl know, or is he not? Eh, I don't. I don't know that one. I don't do sequels. Come uh, on, be cool, Glover. No thanks. There's some good lines in it, though. I liked it. Seems like people shit on it, but. Uh, the first time I remember seeing it when I was a kid and being like, oh, this isn't too bad. I mean, it's not as good as the first one. 
But uh, I'm shocked to be like, at that time, that Danny Glover was close to my age, but he looks like he's like an old fucking man. <laughs> I heard he kept saying uh, he was eating this lady's pussy, and he kept saying, I'm too old for this clit. Is that true? That is true. He did. That's what he did there. But it's crazy to be in uh, Lethal Weapon and only like 40 years old and being like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Well, he, he never 40 looked was different. He, Never really looked young, though. Like, he was an old look. Like, back then, too, guys always looked just older. I mean, I guess now he's, like, 80, and he uh, he looks pretty young. Like, when Bill Murray was, like, 40, you know what I mean? He was, like, he looked old. Like, yeah, but Bill like Murray looks old as shit now, too. Just a different time. Just, I don't know. I think people back then just looked older. Yeah, it's weird. But who knows? Maybe to kids, we all look like like that. I don't Maybe not. We could. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I got to get to this. Lance sent this. I just saw this tonight on uh, our Twitter. He sent this to us. Hot this off is the breaking press. news. E online, like everyone else, they're just desperate to look for any sort of news right now. And this is uh, this is a well needed update because I was wondering what's been going on. Breaking news: the coronavirus will not stop Gypsy Rose Blanchard from completing her ten year sentence in prison. Everybody. So stop ah! asking. She's not going to be let out. She was convicted of being involved with a murder. They're not going to let her out. That's an actual <laughs> headline and a news story. Gypsy Rose yeah. is going to complete her sentencing. Yeah, dude. She's a violent criminal. Are you guys sure you don't want to let me out? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're pretty sure. What about the pretty- DAS man? What's, when's yeah. that headline coming in? I know. Oh. What's he up to? The, they cut, I heard they cut the ice machine due to germs. You can't even use it. Uh, so uh, I think I have coronavirus. Can you let me out? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, like, somebody told me that if I have corona, I can get out. So uh, I think I have it. I'll take <laughs> a six-pack. <laughs> Maybe she was like, we can finally be together because now I'm getting out. <laughs> and uh, Dance Man's like, uh, I can't wait to finally like hold you. I have some f- I have an uncle I need you to kill, some loose ends. Uh, uh, I have an uncle too that I want you to kill. His name's Steven. He he <laughs> got me into this mess. He might get out. It says, as the global pandemic continues to have an impact on many prisons and jails across the country, E! News is learning more about one prisoner's ongoing life behind bars. Why? Uh, Dude, what do you mean? Like, what do we need to know about this bitch? She's crazy. I get it. She had a crazy childhood, but she also had some other conditions that made that crazy childhood turn her into a fucking sociopath. They, I mean, and also they let out, if anybody, it was nonviolent offenders like drugs and stuff like that. No yeah. one's like, hey, you were involved in a murder. You, you got to get out of here, man. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like uh, the guy from that documentary. You got to get out of here. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, they have you? an insider. What's they have an inside source. Uh, for, what was his name? Is that I you? Uh, you better get out of here. Is this is our were? insider. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> It said the prison suspended in-person visits back in March, so Gypsy hasn't been able to see anyone since then. They have, however, been giving inmates increased phone time. So Who's coming to see her? Her mom's uh, dead. 
her dad's back in her life because the mom like made up all these lies about the dad, so he's back, which I was like, eh, would you really want to come back in? One parent out of the way, it might not be that hard to get two. Phone time so I can call you. What do you call me for? What the fuck you want me to do? I'm out here. They're trying to make me wear a mask. Yeah. I <laughs> fucked you one time and you won't stop calling me, even in prison. <laughs> what can I say, John? You you just have a spell over me. Yeah, I guess I do. You saying my dick's almost good? <laughs> yeah. I find your <laughs> diarrhea intoxicating. <laughs> hey, is this Earl? Yeah, be cool. I'm trying, but it's hard here in prison. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're too you're too old for me. That's not my life anymore. The voice uh, fits what I usually date. Age, definitely not. Dude, why why are people ke- uh, trying to keep up to date what Gypsy Rose's daily life is like? Yeah, she's, she's in she's prison. Gonna... Let me guess. She probably goes to her cell a lot. She goes to eat. She watches TV. Plots more murders. I don't know. You know, like E and other networks are just bidding. There's going to be a bidding war for when she gets out for a reality show. TLC is oh. probably courting her. Dude. And if I had any advice for her, I would say go TLC. Oh, that's the only only fit for her. E, though, they got, you know, they try, they try to dip their toes in there. They got Kardashian, they try. but. TLC is shown. I mean, they know if, what's going yeah. on. If you're a freak of society. Yeah. TLC knows how to handle you. That's for sure. They'll make you feel at home. Uh, This article goes on to say, we're told Gypsy's not experienced any coronavirus symptoms like cough and fever while in prison. At the same time, the health crisis has made the 28-year-old attend her regular group counseling sessions. Dude, this chick could fight. She's not going to get this shit. This chick's immune system's probably... All the fucking unnecessary surgery she had, all the hell she was put through, I better... She may may still have some medication in her system. Yeah, I don't think she could fucking... uh, I don't think this is going to bother her. So uh, those those sessions have been put on hold. Um, Man, dude, can anybody call this lady? Yeah, we should get her number. Dude, there must she must have an agent that calls her all the time, being like, "We only got four more years, and then we're cashing in." How long has she been right in there? Uh, I forget when she went in. It's been a while though. She uh, she got engaged in April of 2019 to a guy named Ken. That's all they say about him. Uh, they met through her prison pals pen pal program or prison's pen pal program. Man, uh, they ultimately, unfortunately, called off the engagement. Oh yeah, well, but they're still together. I hope you don't mind that I'm writing crayon. Can you kill this? Can you kill my cellmate? <laughs> the guy's like, let's oh. get engaged. I love you. Dude, that's going to be some freaky sex. Because this chick's first time she had sex was in the bathroom of a movie theater. <laughs> While she was watching, like, The Little Mermaid or something. Snow White. She was dressed as in, like, a costume. <laughs> Dude, this chick's going to be into some freaky <laughs> fucking shit. Well, then Holy she shit. had a guy kill her mom and had sex right after that. So, like, for her to get turned on, like, you really got to pull some tricks out of your bag. She's like, I can't come unless I kill a family member. Like, oh, you need shit. to sacrifice a horse and then have sex with me. I can do that. Dude, okay. she would be. I'm sorry, but sexually, the Das Man and Gypsy Rose <laughs> are not going not gonna to do well. I can see the Das Man just being like, um... Will you just get on top of me and then, like, kind of do some stuff? 
She's I'm like, gonna leave my Jenko. I'm not gonna unzip them. The bottoms. It's gonna go through <laughs> the fly. And she's like, I need to put this car battery on your nutsack in order for me to come. <laughs> God damn. Uh, their unbelievable source said, uh, Gypsy has not resumed her romantic relationship with her ex-boyfriend, Ken, since breaking things off with him. Imagine being dumped by her, by the way. Uh, she is re- remaining focused on bettering herself. She currently has no plans to enter into another relationship after, uh, until she's released from prison. Probably a good idea there. What relationship? Why? She doesn't have that much time to write letters anymore? I mean, how much time could a relationship take up? You make a phone call, you write a letter, that's it. That's all you got to do. Sounds like... The, if you had conjugal visits, that'd be the best relationship ever. Hey, can you kill someone and then come in and we can have sex? <laughs> can you kill someone and then tell me about it on the phone? <laughs> That's her phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if all, all uh, her fantasies are like, talk dirty to me, tell me how you would kill my mom. <laughs> Uh, I would uh, say like crazy shit. I would uh, stab her, I guess. Keep going. (laughs) More details. Boring. (laughs) Really mean. (laughs) What if she was a total cunt? She could be. Her mom was insane. You're a piece of shit. You're you're a loser, Ken. You're not even your letters. (laughs) Maybe it was Ken Kratz. Ken Kratz, prosecutor. (laughs) Oh, you're the hot nymph who's in prison. Oh, no. <laughs> Our voices really go together well, Ken. <laughs> you imagine a three-way between the dance man, Gypsy Rose, and Ken Kratz? Some sort of weird love triangle. <laughs> I'd uh, die if that came out. You imagine that? He's like, Ken, you're the, uh, you're the real catch. I mean, you have the $300,000 house and the six-figure income. I'm just the nymph. Brandon. <laughs> Who are you talking to in there, Brandon? What's going on? Uh, get out of there. Ken Kratz. What? You, you went against you in court. Yeah, dog, what's up? It's fucking uh, Nate Diaz up in here, too, man. It's fucking, uh, yeah, I'm up in, up in here uh, just fucking hanging out. <laughs> like, just, what are you doing just, in prison? He's just sparring. Yeah, he's he, fucking uh, looking. In, I'm in a training camp in maximum security prison. Some fighters have have released some great video because most of them just like aren't doing any sort of precaution. Like they're like wrestling other guys with no like just whatever. But GSP did a great one a little while back. (laughs) I think he must have gotten paid to do it. Was it real or a joke? It was. It's him with like a high tech Nerf gun, and he's like, "Eh, "This is a big challenge for me." (laughs) He like set up like something that that he was gonna shoot like thirty feet away. And he's like, make sure to uh, always uh, put safety first. And he put on these, like, clear goggles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm like, this guy is Tom Hanks from Big. Like, he's, a, he's like the mind of a seven-year-old. I will say this. I was playing with a Nerf gun over the weekend, so I can't really say much. <laughs> Were you wearing goggles? You no, no but my nephew had to wear, like, a face mask. But I will say, this: these Nerf guns, some of them are, like, I wish they had the power... Uh, I wish when we were kids, they had the power of these guns. I don't remember us having Nerf guns that shot. These new ones are, like, crazy. They fucking haul. Like, they will Does shoot all the way across the yard. Um, it hurt I, if you get hit? I don't know. They didn't shoot me, but uh, I shot my niece, and she, she said it hurt pretty bad. <laughs> She's been in the hospital since. Yeah. My <laughs> net, but we were shooting targets, too, so I felt a little like GSP. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I stand corrected. Uh, I got to get to this one. This is from Kirk. He, he's a self-proclaimed number one fan in Sacramento. I'm sure somebody else will dispute that. Did he come see you when you were with Ari? Because I think the number one Sacramento in fan. In town We were in San Jose. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I guess he, he has an excuse. Yeah, it's a little So uh, and somebody I saw sent this on Twitter to John Little because I saw he commented on it. It's about the articles about how some people are fighting against wearing masks. And it's making a, a parallel to back when seatbelts were introduced, how America <laughs> rebelled. I didn't know this. I could see that. Dude, okay, so I didn't wear a seatbelt until, uh, oh, I mean, in all of high school, I refused to wear a seatbelt. I thought you were a pussy. Because when I was a kid, we never wore seatbelts. Like, if you put on a seatbelt, my dad would probably call you a pussy. Like, did you wear seatbelts when you were a kid? Like, when you were... No, I remember uh, I never did, really. And then we had a family friend who was like, she wouldn't drive unless you had it on. And then, like, that was the first time I, like, somebody in my life was like, hey, you need to do this. In high school, did you ever... Uh, By then, yeah, I had started doing it. But I remember as a kid, though, it wasn't really, like, a big thing. I think think when I started, I think I was, like, 18, and I was racing this kid... I had this Honda Civic that I souped up a little, and I was racing this guy on the highway, and we came up as a two-lane highway. We were side by side, and there was two semis blocking our path. So I went around the side, but it was gravel, and about halfway past this truck, I lost control. I started fishtailing. I passed the trucks. I spin around backwards in front of them, and then I go into the median and I hit a sign. And I think after that, I said, maybe I should start wearing my seatbelt. I think it was like that <laughs> moment. But I was at least 18 or 19. <laughs> uh, so this is Business Insider. It says, between 1920 and 1960, the rate of auto deaths doubled from 11 people per 100,000 to 22 people. Damn. Uh so uh, Edward J. Claghorn, remember Edward J. Claghorn with Claghorn Leghorn? Yeah, of course. He, he first patented an automobile safety harness in 1885, mainly to help keep tourists from falling out of New York taxi cabs. <laughs> what, what, what were they like? Oh, hey, look at, oh, <laughs> shit, I fell out. <laughs> Another one fell out on the street into, into the pile of dog shit and horse shit on the side, on the gutter. I mean, even if you're uh, new to the moving vehicle... How are you falling out? I mean, are you just, are you hitting bumps and they're knocking you out? Or are you like leaning out and they're like, oh, fuck, I'm losing it. <laughs> Maybe they were doing those like trick videos where, you know, people like are like their feet are barely touching the ground on the highway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, it says it wasn't until the mid 50s that many car makers even offered seatbelt as an option. So they didn't even come in cars prior to that, which is crazy to think of. No, I mean, if you look at old cars, I mean, th- there was nothing. So, also, uh, they didn't travel that fast. They didn't go that fast. I mean, you would still, most, obviously, even wreck at 40 miles an hour, you'll get hurt. Most motorists declined because it was optional. In 1956, only 2% of Ford buyers took the $27 seatbelt option as the death toll kept rising. So uh, John Little would have been loving the 1956 uh, period of the American history. Yeah, it's like, do you want a seatbelt? Fuck no, I'll save my $20. Uh, So then Ralph Nader comes along. Uh, If this fucking site will move down, there we go. 
I remember when 19... ABS was an option and people were like, fuck ABS. What are you, a pussy? Yeah, and I think two extra money. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not buying that stupid shit. Then you're like, oh, yeah. wait, I need that. Uh, 1965, Ralphie Nader, 31, penned uh, Unsafe at Any Speed, a best-selling expose. They claimed car manufacturers were sacrificing lives for style and profit. Uh, he said that Detroit willfully neglected advances in auto safety like roll bars and seatbelts to keep costs down. Um, that spurred Congress to create what eventually became the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, John Little's Nightmare, which required all vehicles except buses to be fitted with seatbelts uh, in 1968, which is when, uh, when the music died for John Little. Dude, I mean, dude, watch old race car drivers from the 40s and 50s. Back when cars started to getting kind of fast, you're talking about some of them. Some guys didn't have seatbelts. None of them had roll bars, and their head was sticking out above the body of the car. Dudes would roll over, and the their face would rip off. There was a dude who started a number of car magazines, and when he was like twenty some years old, his car rolled over in a race, and it skinned his face. Skinned his Ugh. face off. They had to do reconstructive surgery in like the 60s which was primitive shit and he always looked like mangled it was crazy wasn't he the guy who drove in a hockey mask from then on yeah and he uh, chased jamie lee curtis for a while <laughs> they called him oh, no wait not uh he chased uh, kids at a local uh lake resort uh so they took a gallup poll from i don't even know I've, i know i've heard of that i don't really know what that entails it's just but. like a it's just a uh it's an organization that that polls people. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, a horse reference. So yeah, like there's a, a bunch of horse fuckers go door to door while they're <laughs> telling you that they're convicted of bestiality. They're also asking you questions about seatbelts. It's a uh, it's a smokescreen. So their buddies like they occupy you, and their buddies go to your stables uh, around yeah. the back. <laughs> Imagine if that's a Gallup poll. That's the history of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it, it started kind of nefariously, but. After about 20 years, it became just a regular thing. <laughs> but we still call it the Gallup poll. Uh, so it, in 1984, that poll showed that 65% of Americans opposed mandatory seatbelt laws, according to the LA Times. John Little was born at the wrong time. It shows you how long it takes us to adapt to anything. Yeah. I mean, we're I mean, all That's like idiots. 20 plus years after they're like, yeah. hey, man, this will this will help you. And people are like, fuck that. This is bullshit. Look, they said that if you just wear condoms in uh, certain, you know, uh, certain demographics, AIDS was running rampant in the 80s. And when they found out it was sexually transmitted, they're like, hey, just wear condoms. And people are like, fuck you. I'm just going to keep... F- butt fucking with no condom and I'm going to get AIDS. It could have been stopped or slowed down, but people were like, fuck that. Don't tell me how to live. <laughs> uh, so in a survey a year later, so that's 85 drivers said they thought that restraints were in quotes, ineffective, inconvenient, and uncomfortable. Like boring. <laughs> get Dude, out of here with this shit. Do you remember when they used to, I mean, we had this talk with uh, John Little, but do you remember when they used to say that I read something where it said, that you're more likely to die wearing your seatbelt. Yeah, you remember I remember that? for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they're Some, trying it, to prove. They're like, if you go into a lake, you're going to die. Certain things, like before airbags, they're like, it'll, it'll snap your fucking neck or something. It was crazy. 
It says some people were arguing incorrectly that it was safer to be thrown clear from a wreck than trapped yeah. inside the car. That's Dude. the most, it's, even little would be like, yeah, I'm not going to argue that one. I'll give you I'll give you that fact. How would you be throwing? Dude, can you imagine, especially guys like our size, be having our legs and our bodies ripped through the windshield? I mean, my legs would snap in half. They would just break new, off. They'd probably rip my off. My new bowl got thrown from a fucking car. I don't think his health was ever the same. I mean, that guy's like eight, was like eight feet tall. Through his, must through the like windshield. A, yeah. He, he must have looked like a missile. Flying Did, through the, imagine seeing a new bowl flying from a car. No, I don't understand how your body would even contort enough to make it around all of the, the steering wheel, make it between the seat and the console, make it through the windshield. How anyone survives just like the glass cutting you up, like how you don't get cut an artery? Well, the glass is not, it's not like glass in your window. I mean, it's, uh, it's designed to shatter and stay in place. There's, a, yes. there's like a plastic film in the middle between two sheets, so it cracks, but it doesn't, I mean, it can cut you a little bit, but it's not like shards of glass. It splinters, and then you can rip through basically the plastic that's laminated between it. I hope Little reads this article and he gets ideas of how to rejuvenate the fight in 2020. I mean, I will say, like, I didn't wear, I didn't wear a seatbelt till probably the mid to late 90s on a regular basis. According to this, uh, there was a 1987 Chicago Tribune editorial. It says, in this country, saving freedom is more important than trying to regulate lives through legislation. So it's like, hey, man, we want our freedom. <laughs> I love the, saving lives. I love the fights that we do. Uh, <laughs> don't force us to wear seatbelts, but go ahead and take away all our freedoms after 9-11 to prevent us from <laughs> terrorist attacks, which don't happen. Uh, it says it, some people were cutting seatbelts out of their cars, which uh, I can <laughs> It says others challenge seatbelt laws in court. I don't, has he done that? He's got to get out there. Here's the thing. Driving isn't a right. It's not a right. I mean, that's what they say. It's a, it's a privilege. And too many assholes get their driver's license. They should really crack down on people and their driving. You should get your license fucking yanked permanently at some point. Yeah. I mean, there are people like, you're like, how is John Jones still driving around? Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Multiple is, DUIs, some assholes. Dude, I know fucking people have been in a dozen car accidents. Their fault. You're done after a while. You're done after yeah. like five. Yeah, it's like you're not going to get any better. Like it's over. You had your shot. You failed. It's, it's a weird done. thing to challenge it because it's like technically, I mean, I get it. I don't. I don't want any government regulations, but uh, at the same time, they did build the fucking roads, so they kind of fucking own them. <laughs> Uh, some Massachusetts radio personality. I've never heard of the guy. Jerry Williams. He transformed his talk show into a crusade against seatbelts. He got 45,000 signatures in three months. Damn. He, ma he managed to get a referendum on the ballot to repeal the state's new seatbelt law. John Little's got his work cut out if he wants to be in the history books as an anti-seatbelter. Dude, there's far better things on a car that you can rally against. Dude, how about speed limits? Why the fuck do we have speed limits? So we don't drive like maniacs? No, it's oh. for tickets. <laughs> it's so that they can fight. You know why they lowered the speed limit? You know how you think it's for safety, right? 
I mean, some people, though, would be driving like 80 down residential streets without any People sort of already driving 80 down. But I'm saying on the highway, people got the misconception that they lowered the speed limit for safety. No, it was for fuel consumption. That's what it originally was for. Somehow it got twisted into safety. It's not a safety issue to speed. Dude, drive on the L.A. highway. You're going 85 anyway. But most people, they actually, when there is no speed limit, and I've seen it in Germany, most people don't drive that fast. Only a few people, usually people that kind of know how to drive, will drive faster than 80 to 90 miles an hour. John Little, one of them. It's just fucking revenue. Now that, seatbelts, I'm all for. Speed limits? In town, yes. On the highway? No. I'm anti-speed limits. This uh, this dude, this host, said in an 86 interview, we don't feel we should be forced to buckle up and have a police officer sent in by the state to make sure we're buckled up. This guy is John Little's dude. hero. John Little is like 30 years too late to this fucking I fight. know. You think he's heartbroken, he's heartbroken that he thought that he, uh, that he started the revolution, but like this revolution's been going on a long time? I'm shocked by this, and I actually, I, I did think... I was like, does anyone believe this? And that, but I mean, in the 80s, I could definitely see it. But I guess John Little's the last to keep it going. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like the new generation. But, uh, yeah, I was shocked to see that like this had been going on for so long. Dude, man. I, I mean, a part of me, like, I feel like I heard this because I feel like my dad rallied against this. Because my dad, I'll be honest with you, I don't think my dad... Yeah, I'll 100% say my dad never wore a seatbelt once in his life. Ever? Because he got pulled over for it, too. Not one to, You don't think not one? Zero I think times. when he moved to L.A. before he died, and he was only in L.A. for like four years, I think he would sometimes... He would always... He would always... If he saw a cop, he would grab it, put it across He'd his chest, but he never buckled it. Yeah. Would he wear one on planes? Planes, I don't really understand. Like, are they going to, like, I mean, everyone always says. Like, I never saw my dad for? fly. I mean, he flew, but I, I don't know what it looked like because he was so big. I, don't, I have no idea what it looked like him flying. I've never seen him in a plane. I never took him to the airport. I have no idea. He may have sat in the cockpit. Um, yeah, but I, I 100% positive he may have worn a seatbelt a handful of times in his whole life. If you go your whole life without wearing one and like in nothing, it's pretty amazing accomplishment. If like nothing, you never get injured, nothing ever bad happens to you. Well, I mean, he got an accident. A uh, guy was coming the wrong way down on the exit ramp uh, on the highway in Chicago and hit him. My brother was sleeping in the front seat. He was like four. He rolled into the footwell. My dad banged up his knee, but other than that, nothing else happened. Three, I, two or three people died. This guy hit my dad first glanced off him and then hit a bunch of other people and uh, i think three of them died but uh, yeah the, he, if that's your track record you're like i'm the why bother well i don't need it yeah i mean i would say the drinking and driving was probably a bigger issue i mean i never <laughs> saw it without a beer most of the time until he got to <laughs> like, like la i heard you didn't you think that was a gear shift until you were like 10 years old dude i thought it was totally no i didn't know it was illegal until like i got until i think i got to driver's ed or they started showing at high school, like, drinking and driving videos, and I was like, that's weird. I didn't know that. You weren't supposed to do that. I thought it was just frowned upon. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I thought it was encouraged. But, I mean, there's a lot of people <laughs> that went their whole life without wearing a seat. I bet you any older person, 
that's like in their 80s now probably didn't start wearing a seatbelt until like the 2000s. I mean, it says in the mid '80s, which I mean, we were kids, but like, I mean, it sounds like no one was wearing them, or most people weren't. Do you remember anybody being in a car seat after the age of like two? No, you would just they would just put you, sit you in there. You, well, you outgrew that one car seat that you had. That was it. Yeah, you, you were, were going in the now. back. Seat. Kids are in them. If you're a lightweight, if you've got lightweight, baby, ain't nothing but a peanut. You can be in a car seat till you're like eight years old. Dude, my nephew was like nine, and they were still putting him in a car seat. It was one of those like booster seats. Yeah, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, that's definitely changed a lot. John Little, uh, late, too late to the game, brother. Yeah, I thought he was a revolutionary. Little did I know that uh, kind of a, a hack, a hack, a hacktivist. He's a hacktivist. He's a hacktivist. Yeah, heard what you said about me. I don't appreciate that. I'm not a hack. I'm just keeping the torch burning. <laughs> what like. if he gets another cause and we realize that it's like another a similar thing, that it's like a, a tread upon cause? Dude, if you look back in history, they're all tread upon causes. In 1958, they were rallying against climate change and stuff. Like, it's all, none of this is new. It's all been around. And I heard that, uh, that Greta Thunberg was at, at, during that period, too. <laughs> yeah, there was another <laughs> She's a time traveler. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Dude, after this Epstein shit, I'm starting to believe in a lot of these conspiracy theories. This you got to call, oh, no, gotta call up Sam Tripoli. Dude, Sam Tripoli and oh. Eddie Bravo, those are conspiracies, dude. Those are just fucking ramblings of schizophrenics. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, those guys, that's just too much, man. Too fucking Speaking much. of, did you see uh, Adam Egit, town coordinator of the comedy that. store on Joe I knew, Rogan? I know you were going there. Yeah, so he, uh, I guess he, hasn't seen one, he hasn't seen one person the whole lockdown. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and Rogan's like, I fear about your mental health. And he's like, I'm all right. But that's like his normal tone. <laughs> that's Not him excited. person. No, enough. Zero. I, I texted him once. He's like, I'm at the beach. I, was like, I thought he was with people. <laughs> Must have been by himself. Went to the beach before the big lockdown. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. I guess I didn't know that. Did you know he was like involved in a childhood cult? Yeah, that school he went to. Yeah. And then uh, he told I, me I about it. S- it's fucking crazy. I want to say uh, the creator of Breaking Bad is like trying to write a pilot with him based based on it. I knew he I was. He'd to. been. He'd been shopping or like trying to get some a story made of it for a long time. It's pretty crazy. Like he's told it to me a couple times, and uh, it's it's a wild tale. Yeah, listen. So you're to Rogan saying I could get my it. life a pilot? <laughs> well, I mean, if you have something crazy, yeah, you think that's crazy? I think Garland it's- was like, or somebody, one of those guys, some big name guy was like super fascinated by it. I hope he gets it. Somebody, I think somebody heard it on a podcast and got in touch with him. So yeah, I think he, I think he said he's hooked up with that. that Dude, that's part of me just needs to go the eBay route where it's like, you guy got on a Netflix show. He's friends with Norm. (laughs) He didn't talk about shit on a podcast. People are like, I'll write your life story. I feel like I'm trying to. Weird is like he's like yeah, it's like he just is. It's effortless. It's like yeah, whatever. (laughs) He just like walks around and like. Forrest Gump's his way into like, well, okay, now I'm doing this. Maybe I'll maybe I tried some, trying too hard. 
Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But I guess the bad thing is, is uh, Eleanor and I were in a group text with him. She asked him if he tested positive for AIDS to be on the podcast, and he said he did. So. Oh, he did test positive for AIDS. Okay, breaking yes. news. <laughs> that's, that's not for me. That's from you. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, speaking bay. of breaking news, Barb sent me this, and uh, this is Cheyenne, Wyoming. I guess they had one of the first strip clubs that was coming back f- from this uh, period of time. Is that the drive-through strip club? No, they had a drive-through where like they fucking smash you in the face with titties. There was another one where, uh, where was it? It was, I forget where it was, but they, the strip club obviously was closed. So they had women riding mopeds with pasties on (laughs) delivering shit to people. (laughs) They were calling it Boober. I don't know if it was, if anyone has like any sort of copyright on that. Dude, that's great. Some people were hating it, but they're like, why not? They're like, these women need money. Yeah. Like they're doing a service. Like, and what people are like, they're top. People are like, who gives a shit? They're like, they're wearing it. They're not naked. They're not forcing them to be topless. They're strippers. Strippers need to make a fucking living. Yeah. It's like, what's the problem? Like, I would love seeing that. I mean, if they fall off, they're pretty fucked, but they're, they're grown people. They're like, it's my choice. I'm doing it. Also, if they fell, oh, even if they fall off, even if the pasties fall off, they're no. Fucked. If they fall off like, the no. moped, those tits yeah. are going to be on the street. Yeah, you're going to have road rash on those tits, tit rash. Ugh. So yeah, uh, this good. is Cheyenne, Wyoming. I don't, I don't know anything about their strip club scene. I, something tells me it's not like uh, not where like NBA players go to check out the strippers. But dude, you never know. There's some random shithole towns that are only known for their strip clubs. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, USA Today top. Uh, this is the type of stuff that's reported on these days. Has anybody ever anybody ever done a magazine or a newspaper called USA Tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know. You should start it up. Yeah, maybe I will. I know somebody, John Little, would get, it's going to make us millions. So what, people are reading about news that happened today, but in our publication, they read about news that's going to happen tomorrow. Let's predict the news. We could do it. How hard could it be, O'Neill? Yeah, my grandmother was clairvoyant. <laughs> Her <laughs> name was clairvoyant? <laughs> uh, so this says, Cleo counts out crumpled dollars straight in the bills as she stacks them neatly onto her bare leg. Good. Uh, I like to see that. She says, uh, $22. The 23-year-old exclaims, not too bad. <laughs> As a tip? Uh, I think that's just like all her, yeah, all her money, counting up all those ones. Oh, not, this not, not that's not it, too good. It doesn't sound great. It doesn't doesn't isn't a lap dance twenty bucks? I don't know. It says all around her, more than a dozen nearly naked women are dancing and swinging from a brass pole as music thumps and customers shower the dancers with money. It's like any other night in this rural strip club on the Colorado Wyoming border. I wonder if Dog the Bounty Hunter goes there, dude. Uh, I, with, I had no idea for years. I didn't know that that pole moved. I'm such an idiot. I thought they just greased it up and slid their body, like swung around it. I didn't know it's, it moved. It moves in a oh, circle. Like I, did, I, I don't think I knew that. I just thought it was like some greasy ass pole that they fucking would rub their pussy on and stuff and spin <laughs> around. I had no idea that it was fucking spun. It rotates. Okay. It's good to know. Uh, it says, while the dancers are all wearing barely uh, any outfits, every one of them is wearing a mask. <laughs> Imagine watching a naked woman <laughs> dance in a mask. Dude, part of me thinks that would be even hotter. Because you'd be like, like I don't want to see their bad teeth. Yeah. <laughs> or their braces. 
Yeah, you're like, oh, it's almost like a fucking, it's almost like a nurse is raping you during surgery. If that's your fantasy. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I can't move. A bank robber just, who loves dancing and nudity. Uh, it says, some are bandanas, some are surgical masks. One look as if it was swiped from a construction site. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your husband's a construction worker. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, it says, this is the time we're in, though. Following state rules, the women are wearing them as they feel out their first night back on the job. Cleo, the $22 is the first income she's earned in weeks. She's ready to make more, even if it brings her far closer to customers than the state's six-foot social distancing guidelines. I like her style. She's like, I, I don't give a shit. I'm getting in there. Lap dancing, dude. That's where you make the bulk of your income. If you can't lap dance, you're pretty fucked. Yeah, who just wants to watch six feet away? You can do that. You can go on the internet and do that. Yeah. I guess maybe it'd be uh, better. Chicks wouldn't be, like, bothering you. You know how, like, you feel bad yeah. always turning down, like, when they're like, you want to dance? You're like, no. And then they're just like, fuck you, piece of shit. Walk away. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm not in here to spend a lot of money, to be <laughs> honest. I'm here on a budget. <laughs> uh, she said, I feel like my makeup's sweating off under this thing. Uh, she said, oh, that's my song. I got to go. <laughs> I like how they leave that in the article. <laughs> Uh, Cleo didn't want her legal name used because of potential harassment from who? Customers? Dude, I know girls who used to drive like an hour and a half away to go dance so the people in town didn't know who they were. Yeah, I don't blame them. Uh, So she gets on stage, starts spinning around the pole, her five-inch heels are banging together. She bends backwards. A friend of ours, uh, he had a friend, he went to a bachelor party, and the guy said, make them clack. I want to hear them clack. (laughs) It was like his big thing, (laughs) clack them. Uh, she, uh, she bends backwards to rest her feet. Why the fuck are they giving a play-by-play of this? So we know how stripping works. We know how stripping works. Yeah, I've, I know. I've, I've seen a thing or two. This place is called The Dens, one of the first strip clubs in the country to reopen amid the uh, pandemic. To celebrate its grand opening, it threw a mass-on close-off party, which, I mean, isn't that, if that's what the rules are, like, it doesn't really sound like you're doing anything all that different. It just sounds like instead of calling it a party, just say it's open. It's open for business. It's weird, though, is that it says Wyoming's had so few cases that they are, like, opening stuff. So why do they need to wear the mask if the, the cases are so I low? think it's a federal – or no, I don't even know it's federal. I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably just to keep stuff down. Something tells me if you're going to catch corona, it's probably going to be in a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder There's a if filthy uh, shit going on there. Is the buffet still going on? Uh, I would hope. I would hope so. It's the only reason to go there for the good food. Has there ever been a strip club that has like phenomenal food? Like some yeah, chef, the, some high end chef opens up a restaurant inside the strip club. Yeah, Guy Fieri uh, has uh, has one. Yeah, Fieri, my cock. <laughs> Welcome to Guy Fieri Strip Bar. Hunter's going to be the manager. Hunter's a dancer. <laughs> I imagine seeing him in a strip club, how annoying he is. But he's a good. He's such a good guy, he probably wouldn't go to Yeah, like it'd be called Hunter and Gatherers. <laughs> Hunter and Rider. He only uses, uh, only uses names that are also verbs. Rider, I don't even know her. I was going to have a third kid and name him Fucker. <laughs> I should call him Fucking Fatty, idiot. Fatty, Fatty, Fatty Poopy Pants. <laughs> Guy Fieri's raised that 20 mil. 
real, he's a real hot shot. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. He's been sleeping over Bert's. Oh, I guess I said. Uh, I guess he's been. He gives up to five hundred dollars, like to restaurant employees. It's not oh. two restaurants. Oh, that's good. That yeah. I mean, that so he's basically he's basically created like a pool for you know restaurant. Well, that's that's great. Workers. If I worked at a fucking restaurant, I got an extra hundred five hundred bucks. I'd be like, fuck. All right, it saves me for a week. I hit him up and said, I do work at a restaurant, so I got that five hundred. What's the name of your, What's the name of the restaurant you work at? <laughs> uh, Johnny Garlo's. Johnny Garlo's. What? <laughs> I've got mule sauce at my at my restaurant. That sounds yeah, a lot serve, like donkey sauce. We serve toilet nachos instead of trash can nachos. Yeah. People love them. <laughs> all, all our uh, meat looks like shit on the plate. Yeah, we uh, we have uh, Guy Fieri. Is it, what's his name, Fieri or Fieri? Fieri. It's, oh, yeah, it's Fieri. spelled Fieri. Fieri. But there's no Brian Holtzman's, I put Brian Holtzman's the executive chef. Yeah. You don't like the fucking meat, bitch. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing in uh, in lockdown. For some reason, I could see him taking it very seriously, like well, he's yelling not. at people. I think he's a very particular guy, so I think he I think he would uh, be into like you know back up off me, dude. The only time OCD has uh, served me well is this because it really wasn't a change from anything. <laughs> It was zero. Yeah, I think he, it was zero. I think he may, uh, I think he may have a, uh, a touch of that as well. It didn't. Uh, it hasn't really affected me because uh, this is how I live my life on a regular basis. And you were used to seeing strippers with the mask before. Anyway. Yeah, I would make them uh, when I go in the champagne room. I would make them put on these masks. Every one of them. <laughs> Does a Here. Halloween mask count as a mask or no? Uh, you mean like, like a, if you're in it. Like if you're in a store and you put on a Halloween mask, I think anything like that rubber. covers your. Uh, sometimes I use my shirt as a mask. I mean, I don't. You can use like a, a bandana. Mask. Yeah, like a rubber. Yeah, it'd be the hottest fucking thing you have to wear all day. But uh, can you wear pantyhose? No. <laughs> I've been wearing women's underwear on my face. I've been using a fishing net as a mask. Does that work? <laughs> it uh, probably breathes a little more than they would like, but maybe in certain places. I put a plastic bag over my head. Uh, <laughs> you got to tie it tight. Yeah, and then I jerked off. <laughs> you got to run. You got to run in the store before you pass out. <laughs> hurry, right. hurry! Can I cut in line? This bag doesn't have much air left. <laughs> Fuck! It'd be all. Dude, it'd be all sweaty on the inside. You couldn't see anything. Condensation would be unreal. Have you ever put a plastic bag over your head for even like a minute? Jesus no. Christ! It gets hot. My brother used to put it. I do only five minutes or more. I've never done only a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, my brother used to, like, he'd put a bag over your head and try to choke you. I guess, well, that sounds cool. (laughs) Sounds like a fun game. (laughs) You guys didn't play that game? (laughs) I guess uh, comics are starting to hit the road again. Certain areas are opening up. Texas, the improv in Texas is open, so I I heard guys have uh, dates in June that are going. I was talking to Eleanor. She was telling me, like, uh, the money is, like, been cut so it's like pretty crazy to hear oh well not only that um i mean part of the reason is that i guess i think the improv in texas is only allowing like 50 percent occupancy or 20 percent occupancy so i mean yeah it's uh and then a lot of the clubs are i guess as rogan was talking about it with ebay is that they give you the 
the thermometers, like the ones that scan your forehead, and then uh, yeah, but what if you wear masks? What if you don't have symptoms? I didn't get yeah, the whole. That's, that's fever. the problem. Is like who goes out yeah. when they have a hundred and three fever? By the way, <laughs> they're like, wow, you really want to hear some jokes? I like yeah. your enthusiasm. I feel like if you if you're able to make it, they are, this guy's immune system is probably fine. If you can walk out, if you're at 103 fever, dude, you don't want to go do anything. Well, then it can like almost lead to hallucinate. You know, you're like hallucinating. Who's like, I want to hear some jokes. Yeah, fuck that, man. I, I didn't get the forehead that they're like, they're like, they're going to do it at the airport. I go, yeah, I, I guess, but fuck, dude, who the fuck flies like that in that condition? I guess somebody I'm will saying, try. I don't want the forehead. I want strictly rectal. Yeah. I would, I'm already, I take my temperature three times a day. <laughs> All I do is I pull, I pull the dildo out and I feel the tip with my hand. Ooh, it feels warm. <laughs> if it's warmer than room temp, then you got to, you got to call the cops. Dude, I, I, man, we, we were the last generation to really suffer through all that bullshit. Cause I was at my brother-in-law's house and like, they have the thing that just goes over the forehead to take the kid's temperature. Dude, until I was like, I don't know, four. That was in the asshole. That's those things don't. Those things, though, I've tried them on baby Barb here, and they they don't work very well. They don't. It's just like it could. It could you're like, wait, seventy. You're like seventy five degrees. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, and they could be like, I don't know. I've, I've had problems. And like, if you read reviews on them, a lot of them are like they're really weird. Like they're. Finicky. Oh really? I'm I'm yeah. old. I do remember the last time. And this, this is the only one I remember, but I remember it was probably had to be the last time I got a thermometer shoved up my ass. I could still feel it. I st- it's not up there still, but I still, I could still re- recall the feeling of the thermometer going in my ass. And I was like, I don't like this at all. How thick was it? Oh, it was uh, about the size of a wrist. <laughs> Big Earl still has his done that way every morning. Uh, come on, see if I'm healthy. It's when he eats his uh, his mueslix. <laughs> he drinks his he drinks his fiber milkshake, so he stays regular. Gets <laughs> is, those good farts. Is Eleanor going on the road? Uh, I don't know. She said she was thinking about it, but she's like, I don't want to. But uh, Damn. the flying would be the worst part. I would just drive. I think it's uh, eBay was saying because like him and Rogan's Rogan's Jones and to get back to the comedy store, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, I think July at the earliest, and Rogan was like, What? Oh man, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, even then, we'll only be allowed to let in twenty five percent of a crowd, oh, which isn't even dude. a real show. Dude, we're it, oh my god, they're gonna be it'll be the show will be over at like ten thirty. Oh, by mean, the way, every every big name comic is gonna get the fucking same show that we do at one a.m. or twelve. Uh, <laughs> twenty people in there, <laughs> spread it, it out. It is gonna be like, how badly do you guys want to perform? Because this is you're now, <laughs> you're now like the playing field has been leveled. This isn't a full happy to be there. You know, this is like a paranoid, yeah, uh, sparse crowd, which is the same crowd we've been playing to for the past fifteen years. <laughs> paranoid idiots at night. That there are twenty people at most, and dude, I think there's gonna be a lot of big name comics complaining because they don't know how to handle a room like that. Spaced out, small numbers, weird energy. That's our, that's where we're gonna thrive, dude. We might thrive in this new uh, <laughs> this new fucking atmosphere that's gonna be created from all this. I was I was thinking that you make good point. I was thinking that. 
no, like because no comics would be on the road, or very few that everyone would want spots. But I think once they realize what the spots are, like how many people will call in? Yeah, dude, how many guys you know? Like if Rogan walked in there at eleven forty-five and there's fifteen people in there, he's not going up. Chappelle's the only guy I know that's big that goes up. Attell will go up. He'll go up in a bad in like a shitty room. Rock. Yeah, sometimes. most big names. Are, they're like I. They're like I work too hard to do this shit. Like I'm done with this. Yeah, even Renazizi tried it briefly and was like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> Ari'll do it, but I mean, it's not like he's like you know Ari's not like no Ari will do it sometimes, but also people hang around for Ari, so there's more people in there than usually are. Um, yeah, and then he still gets mixed results, as we all do. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like in L.A., I don't know. Like, will people flock to it? And and the twenty five percent just seems like an odd. It's going to be a real odd scene. That's the weird thing about like, especially like guys like Rogan and stuff being like, we can't open, dude. If I were a fucking, uh, if if I were getting unemployment and I worked for fucking ten bucks an hour, like if we still were delivering groceries. And I could take the unemployment. You think I would want to go to these disgusting fucks? How dirty they are? Dude, people were coughing in your face. I mean, I would work that job. People would cough in your face. You have to touch a million things. I would be like, fuck this. I'm not risking my fucking health. Shitty health no, insurance. Makes no 10 sense. 10 bucks an hour. Fuck you. I wouldn't do no, it. It's, a, it's just so weird, too, is like, the clubs are like, you're going to have to wear a mask, but you got to hit that two-drink minimum and take your mask off every time you take a sip. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, it makes I, no I, sense. I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I, yeah, I want things to open up, but I see it also from the perspective because I'm not that far removed from working a real shitty job where I had to interact with 100 people a day that were fucking slobs. And if this shit were going on right now... Dude, I was paranoid during flu season when we worked that job. Do you remember how f- paranoid we would be? Everyone was like, fuck, dude. These fucking people are gross. Somebody was sick. They're signing. I, w- I always brought hand wipes. I would wipe my fucking pens off. I would wipe my hands off after touching doors. If shit was going on like it is now, I would be freaked the fuck out. I would just take the unemployment. I threw pens away on that job. Yes. I was like, it's, it's beyond redeemable. I can't save it. Blood hands. Remember blood hands? Oh, I haven't thought about them in years. But yeah, how could I forget? Guy had opened... Gaping open sores on his hands and his face. And the receipt. He would smear blood on the receipt sometimes because he was in one of those uh, assisted living facilities. He was only like in his 40s, but he must have been a picker. He picked at his the skin on his hands and body, and they were open and bleeding. So you'd have to throw your pen away, and you would also have to not touch the bloody part of the fucking receipt. His room smelled like, like the most cigarette concentrated smell yeah. you could smell in your life like it was hard to breathe hard That's to do anything there's a lot of people are like especially a lot of people with a lot of cash are like i want to go out to eat i want to do this and i was like dude you don't understand person serving your food probably sees 150 people a fucking day they, they're like fuck this yeah they're like i don't want to do this like but like i don't know it's it's a sl- yeah, I don't know what very... to do. I don't I don't know what the answer is. I mean, you got to open things back up, but also if I were working a fucking job like that, I'd be like, "Fuck you guys." If you're rich and you're going, you better be tipping big, real big. I did see. Uh, I went to mail uh, something the other day, and there's like a homeless guy begging outside the post office. Some dude handed the guy a hundred bucks, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Good man." He's like, uh, 
<laughs> Use it for whatever you want. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. The point? <laughs> no, I mean, you better be tipping. Like, you better. Also, it, at, at uh, when we were delivering groceries, I guarantee you nobody was tipping more. <laughs> there was like a handful of people that tipped well already. They probably tipped better. But uh, I guarantee you the regular fucking assholes that didn't tip very well weren't tipping any better despite all of the shit going on. I still see the cars driving around town. I'm like, I can't imagine what it would be like working right now. Dude, I'd be so paranoid. So every paranoid. every delay, like you're like, is this worth? You'd be like, is this worth doing? Like, it'd be, it's not great money. No, but you need to survive. Yeah, yeah it's, so that's it's just, the slippery like, slope. Fuck yeah! Everyone's saying that's like you got to reopen, and I do agree. I just don't know what the answer to it is. Again, if you're fucking making minimum wage and you're interacting with a shitload of people every day, you're like fuck you guys. Yeah. Tough. I yeah, I don't know. It can be tough. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I know. I mean, I know a lot of comics are uh, are jonesing to get back, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, what are you getting back to, though? You know, I would I love to go comics. back. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it'd be like. But uh, I mean, probably the same. The comedy store employees are earned for a rude awakening. The ones who only know this glory period right now, they're like, "Wait, what the fuck is this?" Dude, we'll be we're right back in the comfort zone. I know. We're like, hey, I remember these days. I worked here for years when it was like this. These guys are gonna be like crying. They'd be like, I don't know, I don't know what this place is like anymore. Yeah, do the employee section when they go up and there's gonna be like twenty people there, which w- w- compared to what we had when we started, will still be luxurious. They're yeah. they're gonna be like, holy shit, like I I can't do it. I, I I'm bombing. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Can't handle yeah, all they all they know are just like crazy, not always, but for the most part, generous crowds. Where you're like, hey, man, it's not you guys. Uh, you've been spoiled. You've but been I, spoiled. I think creatively, this will be a huge boost for stand up as a whole because what these big crowds. I mean, even guy, big guys I talk to, they don't want to be the weak guy on the lineup, the early lineup. So every one of them is bringing their A game. A lot of these guys aren't even trying out new stuff because they're scared because they're like, I don't want to bomb before some fucking big-ass name comes up. You know, maybe they see me bomb. They think less of me. So a lot of guys are bringing their A game, or it's still late night. I still fuck around all the time. Yeah, I wonder. Like, we, uh, Yeah, I, I mean, you would think people will adjust. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Like, Are people just going to keep doing their A shit like in front of these scattered crowds that like, you know, capacity is only the 25%. In the original room, that's not a lot of that's not that many people. Dude, you're talking about twenty five people. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. And, and before like, the they room's were not huge people so away. Everyone's six feet away from each other. Like it's gonna look so fucking weird. Max, that place hold that the OR holds one twenty. And then you're talking about a hundred, maybe a hundred, probably seventy five spread out people in the main room. <laughs> Which is a huge room, and with like, if it's not full, it's bizarre. So that's going to be a real weirdo room to perform in. And they're going to have to open. You know, when they open, if they close the sides, it's better. But when they open the sides, which they're going to have to to put people over there, but they're all going to be spread out, and spread out is not a good way to uh, perform. No, in front of a large group, it's like you don't know where to focus because, like, every you know, you're like, there's not. It's so random. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm yeah, not worried. We'll it's not like, no, uh, it's like, if, yeah, it's what we know. <laughs> yeah, it's all we know, mostly. 
Sadly, but uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we're apocalypse. Maybe we're apocalyptic comics. <laughs> <laughs> that could be too. We're just built for the apocalypse. We're built for the shitty times. Hey, somebody's. <laughs> it can't be good times all the time. I'm getting ready to. I'm um, hopefully John Little's magic show opens up. I haven't heard from him. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, I should. Say, well, dude, we're not booked on the first John Little magic show, no matter what. Too unpredictable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still most insulting thing I've ever heard from a friend. <laughs> He's a booker now. He's not a friend anymore. He's a booker. Yeah, O'Neill, you're going to have to send me a tape. <laughs> you're going to have to prove yourself. A lot of hungry people in this town, O'Neal. I, I, I go, hey, the OR on Mondays. It's, it's tough room. Oh, it's tough room. Do I usually do better than a lot of people? Yeah. But sometimes it gets crazy. I go, yeah, but you just said it's a tough room. Every everybody does poorly. <laughs> Fucking guy. Oh, uh, Johnny. Drives me crazy. Guy gets a room and he's like, Yeah, I can't book you guys. <laughs> and he's doing exploratory magic. It's not like he's doing <laughs> he's anything. doing 20s out of a guy's asshole. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, you guys are too crazy. I don't want to be associated with that. But hold on, let me pull this 20 out of a guy's ass. Dude, if we got a, a show, first guy to hit us up. Yeah, so what do I start working on this show? What what character am I playing? That's, That's all you're paying? Fuck that. You know what I'd say, John? Can't have you on right now. Too unpredictable. But maybe later after <laughs> the show gets established. Yeah, you're probably right. But then he would fight you on it. <laughs> Uh, All right. Before we get out of here, shout out to Christopher Pierce. Uh, he sent us a new theme song that I'll play when, uh, whenever we can be back in person doing these things. Old KP. You can send it and to And his me. lady, uh, he turned his lady onto it. New female fan alert. Her name's Amity. Not a name you hear all the time. All right. Yeah, you can send it to me. I'll put it uh, in the front of the... Of the uh... All right. We'll we, won't be able, we won't be able to react to it because it will be in post. Yeah, but, that's uh, like... Yeah, you kind of want to say it. But yeah, I'll send it to you. Her, uh, so Amity... Have you ever heard that name on, a, on Amity? A, anybody? Yeah. No, but I like it. Amity. I like Amityville, that name. Amityville Horror. I like it because you've never heard it, but it also sounds like a real name. Like some names you haven't heard, and you're like, that doesn't sound like a real name. But Amity, I like that. I would name my but kid But it almost Amity. sounds kind of like Calamity, which was Calamity, but it's not. But it's like, it's, it does have a vague familiarity, but it's not. You're like, yeah. But it, there is something cool about it. Yeah, it's new but familiar. Hopefully it's not fake. He's like, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend. It's made that up. <laughs> just want to give a shout out to an imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to impress other people who listen to the show. I just wanted, I wanted to play it in front of my family and be like, see, I do have a girlfriend. She lives in Arizona. <laughs> Amity's going to say, we need to kill your mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, if you go to the strip club, put your mask on on uh, on your mouth and your dingus. So uh, mask up, everybody. Yeah, uh, number one. Forget if you're going to strip club to fuck, definitely wear a condom. You need to get your dick <laughs> mask for sure. <laughs> the old dick mask. That's the new uh, Trojan dick masks. That's what they should the make. Hey, why haven't the condom guys gotten into the face masks? I mean, everyone else has. You can buy a UFC one, for Christ's sakes. Comedy Store will probably be selling them. Yeah, why don't you do Durex uh, face masks ribbed for her pleasure? I have one that looks like I'm eating a woman's ass right over my mouth. It was, I wonder if anybody, they must sell super filthy fucking face masks. I'm sure, I'm sure you can buy them with all sorts of horse shit on them. Spencer's Gifts probably 
probably making them. Who knows? Alibaba's probably uh, using DeWitt's artwork to put on. Probably Babes of Dongaria face mask. <laughs> he would lose his fucking mind if he saw that. But they already stole be- it. They already stole his artwork for that shit. I know. Imagine being in public and you see it on a face mask. You're like, fuck. Oh, my God. You see like 10 of them in a day and you're like, oh, these things are huge. They're selling like hotcakes. All right, everybody, take your sleazy out there on those streets, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully be back next week, and I'll report more on this treehouse. It may be a condominium by then. We'll yeah, see. I want to see. Yeah, what do you think? He's, he's got multiple <laughs> cardboard levels. You imagine he was a three-story. The guy falls through all three floors. <laughs> His old man's at the top of, like, this flimsy tree sitting in a fucking recliner. That'd be great. Um, uh, all right, cool. All right, everybody. Later on. Danish O'Neill Danish and O'Neill Your empty hearts They will steal Danish and O'Neill